my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner Fuller Gibbler fans. How's everyone doing? Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Is everyone having a great November? Oh, that's great. I hope you all are getting into the season. I know, I know there are some radio stations out there that play the Christmas music. I, I can't even remember literally the last time I listened to a radio station. But no, I don't listen to Christmas music until the day after Thanksgiving. That's when I really start to get into it. But we're not here to talk about Christmas yet. We're here to talk about a Thanksgiving episode of Fuller House. Of course, the episode that I am going to discuss today is Season 2, Episode 6, entitled Fuller House, which dropped on Netflix on December 9th, 2016. The house feels overstuffed. Oh, I like that. When the entire Tanner family shows up for Thanksgiving, pushing DJ's organizational skills into overdrive. This episode's got an 8.2 out of 10 based on 335 ratings. In this episode, we definitely got a full house. We got Jesse and Becky coming. We got Nikki and Alex, the twin sons of Jesse and Becky that are going to be there. We got Grandpa Danny. We got Uncle Joey. And Uncle Joey's brood, of course, he's bringing his four little goblin children. And I say that because these children are literally holy terrors of the earth. We also have Dr. Matt Harmon, who in season two, episode six, is currently DJ Fuller's beau boyfriend, whatever you want to call him. We got Steve coming with CJ. We got Joey bringing his wife, Ginger. Also his sons, Jerry. Jerry, who, if you guys are a fan of This of this Is Us, the boy who plays Jerry, Noah Salisbury Lipson, plays on the current season, season four of This Is Us. Go check it out. Great, great show. Also, we have Lewis Gladstone, so Jerry, Lewis. Then we have the girls, Phyllis and Joan. Ay, ay, ay. These children. Little monster goblins. They're, they're horrible. This episode was directed by Katie Gerritsen. We got writers Jeff Franklin, who's also the creator. We have Jordana Arkin. The episode was written by. We got a staff writer, Kate Spurgeon. And staff writer, Edie Fay. Let's jump right into the trivia. We got Bob Saget, Danny, Laura Bell, Bundy, Ginger, and Virginia S Williams as CJ have all appeared in How I Met Your Mother throughout the series. Really? I've never seen that show. I've never watched it. Joey's children, Jerry, Lewis, Phyllis, and Joan, are named after legendary Vegas entertainers. Jerry Lewis, Phyllis Diller, and Joan Rivers. Joey and the rest of the Gladstone family come from Las Vegas. In season one, Joey said he was single. Now he has four children. Jerry, Lewis, Phyllis, and Joan are Ginger's children, meaning they are Joey's adopted children. Okay. So, 
if Joey didn't create these little goblins, then okay, he's just a stepdad. I can buy that if that's even the case. I don't know. I could have sworn that Joey procreated these children. I'm going to watch in this episode. Like, I think that they had those four kids together. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe the person who did the trivia is actually correct. In this episode, Danny tells DJ that he's 60. This is accurate to Bob Saget's actual age since he was born in 1956. However, he turns 30 in the episode The Big 3-0, season 1, episode 11 of Full House, which aired on December 11th, 1987, which means the character was actually born in 1957. Well, however... We love these characters, guys. We don't need to nitpick on these things. Well, the parents of Dr. Harmon. Alright, let's jump into these reviews. We got a 6 out of 10 here, entitled One Flaw and the Whole Thing Falls Apart by Power Man Dan, published on May 30th, 2019, so of this year. I came so close to giving this a perfect score. I really did. DJ organizes a massive family reunion with over 20 people attending her Thanksgiving supper. I just love seeing these old cast members return. Danny's now a... I don't know what that is and I'm not going to say that because it sounds offensive. Danny is going through a midlife crisis. Jesse and Becky bicker over adoption. They're too old in quotes. This is the uh, Power Man Dan's uh, opinions, of course. And Joey is now married with four terrors. Eh, he's not wrong there. His four children make this episode crumble. They really... I don't know about that. But the kids are pure little hellions that really could be disciplined. And this, uh, Power Mandan says more on them later. With this many people under one roof, of course there will be anarchy. <laughs> I wrote a review of this episode that was disapproved of because of my word choice about Joey's kids. They irk me to no end. You know what? You're not not wrong with that, Power Amanda, and you're definitely not wrong there. They had me swearing my head off and punching my screen. Oh my goodness. And this guy says he's not a violent guy at all. I just wish my original review was approved of so everyone could read how I really felt. I feel like what I have written in this review is much too light. Just know Joey's kids are evil. Can one aspect bring down a whole episode from a 10? If there wasn't a massive reunion, this would have gone down to a 1. Well, yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh. Oh, this person did give it a 1 out of 10. Joey's kids ruined this episode. Well... If we could, like, excuse them and push those children to, like, the back of a room, put them down in the bait, what have you. Because, yeah, I do kind of feel like we didn't need them there. We could have had a scene with them, but we didn't need to have constant scenes of those kids terrorizing Ramona, Jackson, and Max. So this was... Published on October 24th, 2019. Wow, this review is not even a month old, guys. It was awesome to see all the cast together, but Joey's kids are so obnoxious. And you know what? They bring those kids back again later. I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? We don't want to seem the audience is not impressed with them. Get them out of there. The less screen time those kids have, the better. They're not terrible actors, but the characters themselves are just, they're pointless and we don't need to see them. Maybe once to prove they exist, and then go back out the door. Joey's kids are terrible, they need a good spanking, not to mention they are terrible actors, especially the girls. They are the worst actors I have ever seen. What 
were they thinking hiring them for this awesome show? Not to mention, if my daughter was this bad an actor, I would never let her act because this will haunt them for the rest of their career. Hopefully they will realize acting is not their thing and quit acting. I'm not going to say these kids are bad actors. I'm really not because I think maybe it was just the characters and if you put these kids in other things you can see they probably have a variety of their acting is going to show a little stronger but don't judge kids acting just based on one acting gig. So one of the quotes here and you will get to it when I uh, get to that part of the episode DJ Tanner Fuller, we hope Michelle is doing well, wherever she is. To the camera, Jesse Katsopoulos says, come next year, it'll be fun. So they're really begging, and it's kind of getting a little bit ridiculous and desperate to see them begging the Olsen twins, like, via the characters, via the actors, are begging them, come on the show, we're all having a great time, where are you two? We only really technically need one of you. You know, that's up to the, gir- the, the girls, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. It, it stinks we don't get to see Michelle, but that is entirely up to them. I'm sure they could be given even more money than they already have, and they still would turn it down because they're not about that anymore. I'd like to think that maybe they have some good memories of being on Full House, but I think that the way those kids were overworked, probably they may not always have the fondest memories of working on Full House. It was a job to them. I mean, I don't know their opinion. I'm just kind of guessing. And maybe they do kind of want to separate themselves from that. Or maybe they just don't care. I don't know. But if you're a new... If you're a Tanner newbie, if you're a Fuller newbie to the podcast, thank you for jumping on the Tanner Fuller train. Because you know I cover both Full House episodes and Fuller House episodes. And right now, I'm doing the holiday episode. So this is the last Thanksgiving episode. And then in December, we're going full bore, guys. Three Full House Christmas episodes, two Fuller House Christmas episodes. And then the last week in December, you're getting a New Year's Eve episode of Full House and a New Year's Eve episode of Fuller House. So holidays out the yin-yang, out the cray-cray. But I love doing holiday episodes when the holiday approaches. It's just, it makes it more funner because you're more in the mood. Now, if you guys want to know where you can follow along with the podcast and find out about upcoming episodes and what I'm going to be doing in the, for the new year, you can go to OMHC FH podcast on Instagram, follow along there. Also, if you already listened to the Punky Brewster podcast, which I finished covering that show, or the Wonder Years, LBOM Wonder Years podcast, those have separate Instagram accounts as well. And I also, since I'm posting on those SoundCloud pages, the information is going to be there as well. Also, there's Facebook page. Type in to the search bar on Facebook, Full House Podcast, Fuller House Podcast. What in the world? Oh, that was a pen that fell. (laughs) Um, yeah, just type that in the search bar and it should come right up. There's even a Twitter, Full House Pod or Fuller House Pod. Just look that up on Twitter and you're going to find information. As I've said before, holiday episodes are abundant this time of year. We got the Thanksgiving, we got Christmas. January is a whole new ballgame. I'm going to be doing the first time ever the story arc evolution of Jesse and Becky, starting with the very 
first meet cute, which is from season two, Tanner versus Gibbler. And then ending with the Fuller House episode, I believe it's a season one finale where Jesse and Becky renewed their vows. So, yeah. It's going to be great, guys. I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to basically be over probably a couple months, maybe even January through March. It just really, really depends. Also, in February, I will get to a couple of Valentine's Day episodes. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are having a fun time. I'm having a fun time covering this show, both shows, really. Um, when Fuller House drops the first half in December, I'm going to watch it myself, and then I will cover the first episode, and then we'll just kind of periodically, I will fit them in accordingly, kind of like with other episodes of fuller house just based on you know whatever theme i'm doing at the time or if i just want to do a random episode so with everything else on the on the on the plate right now we got punky brewster coming back in 2020 i'm so excited for that and i'm going to be covering that as well may not be a week-to-week basis maybe a couple times a month it just really depends i don't want to over overload myself too much so yeah, I hope everyone's having a great November. The weather's <laughs> the weather's good for you. Hopefully, um, that you guys have, you know, just just know, guys, holidays are hectic. They're crazy, especially the two biggest holidays of the year, which are Thanksgiving and Christmas. A lot of crazy family time. A lot of things go on during that. So just do your best. Keep your wits about you. Remember, just. Make it the best that you can. Don't be forced to be happy if you're not. Just. I'm not a psychiatrist, guys. I'm not a psychiatrist. But. Just. Enjoy the holidays for what you can get out of them, I guess. Alright, without further ado, let's jump into this episode. I'm so excited. I have not watched this episode since I think it premiered. It's been. Since 2016. So. I'm excited to revisit this. Alright, we open up the episode in the kitchen. Everyone, the adults, of course, are all around the kitchen table as DJ is quizzing everybody on what Thanksgiving is all about. And everyone has a specific job they need to do to make this Thanksgiving, a fuller Thanksgiving, go off without a hitch. Even see a dry erase board that's got an outline of the house and it's got everybody on there and what room they're going to be staying in. We have Matt at the head who's just kind of leaning back. He's going to knock that chair back. Who leans back in their chair? I know it may look cool, but like that is a head injury waiting to happen. We also have Kimmy, Fernando, Stephanie, and Jimmy sitting at the table while DJ is quizzing them. She asked them, who can tell me what Thanksgiving is all about? Everybody raises their hand. Behind DJ, I see Jesse and Becky are up in the attic with the twins in their little room, which when I saw that in season one, of course things were switched around upstairs in Jesse and Becky's room, but the fact that Nikki and Alex's room was off to the far right instead of just by the stairs and how tiny it was it's like come on it wasn't that small but anyway 
They're shoved in there. We got Jackson and Max, Kimmy and Fernando, Ramona. So, of course, even though Kimmy and Fernando are staying in Jesse and Becky's old place because Jesse and Becky are coming back for the holidays, they're going to want their old place back for the time being, along with their 20-something-year-old twins, Nikki and Alex. And, oh, that's right, she doesn't come along yet until later. Never mind. <laughs> so, of course, I'm sure J Jackson and Max are going to be in their, old, their, their room and Ramona, so they're really not going anywhere. So where exactly are Kimmy and Fernando maybe going to be in maybe what was Danny's old room, which is what is now DJ's room? Maybe she's giving her room up. And it says kitchen down below. It says, in quotes, no snacks after 9 p.m. And DJ calls out Fernando and he says, giving thanks for all our blessings. See, I like Fernando with the 5 o'clock shadow, the scruff. I was not a fan of a clean-shaven face during the Halloween episode. It was okay. He just looks so baby-fresh-faced. It's like, eh, no, nah, I like the scruff. DJ's got a yellow folder that's probably got all the information. She'll probably be handing out, you know, handouts with itineraries. I love how it's got a little Thanksgiving. It's got a turkey on the front of this folder. Just to indicate it's all about Thanksgiving. And this just kind of makes me think of how in Full House, when DJ got to like junior high and high school, she was in charge of a lot of events. And even when she planned, you know, Kimmy's surprise birthday party when uh, in Tanner versus Gibbler. Also when she organized the backwards dance in season three. And the... In the episode Old Brown Eyes, DJ has like a little fundraiser thing going on to get a, a computer for their school. She's all about organization. And I love how that's kind of carried over. In a way that's, that's kind of like Danny a little bit. Danny's really big on organization and stuff like that and keeping people in line, making sure things go off without a hitch, run smoothly. Oh, she tells him it's wrong. It's, it's wrong. It's not about blessings? Oh, boy. And Fernando and Kimmy kind of look at DJ like, what, it's not about being thankful and blessings and stuff? And DJ's like, no, it's about me. Like, of course it is, DJ. Yes, yes, yes. It's all about you, DJ. It is your house, after all. Well, technically, I think it's still Danny's house because he did give her the house. But even Matt kind of looks at her like, honey, are you serious? And she clarifies, no, me hosting the perfect Thanksgiving. And she tells him which takes macro thinking, micromanaging, oh boy, oh boy. And a little microwaving. Alright, the three M's, everybody. Oh, she's got yellow folders with turkey stickers on the front of them for everybody, so everyone knows the itinerary. So I'm going to play this clip. Okay, people, who can tell me what Thanksgiving is all about? Fernando! Giving thanks for all our blessings. Wrong. Thanksgiving is about me. Me hosting the perfect Thanksgiving, which takes macro thinking, micromanaging, and a little microwaving. It's going to be a very full house. So, here is your schedule of tomorrow's activities, suggested dress code, and a voucher good for one six-minute shower. Do I really have to specify light or dark meat right now? Of course not. You have until four. 
even Dad wasn't this neurotic, and he used to vacuum the fridge. Okay, make fun of me if you want, but now that Dad lives in L.A., and Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky are there, too, and, and Joey's stuck in Vegas, this is our one chance all year to get the whole family together. And that's why this has to be the best Thanksgiving in the history of Thanksgivings. Oh, you are something cute with your holiday spirit. Oh, and you are something cute when you tell me I'm something cute. Oh. Oh my gosh, again with the trumpet? Grandpa Daddy's here. Oh, okay, let's go. Grab the sleeping chart. I'm so excited to meet your dad and his wife. Oh, well, Terry's with her family, but you're gonna love my dad. I haven't seen old man Tanner in 20 years. <laughs> now he's gonna be older man Tanner. I'm sure you remember, but he's not a big fan of the Gibblers. Uh, yeah, so nobody tell him that I'm dating Jimmy Gibbler. In that case, call me Jimmy Gobbler. Uh, in yeah. honor of Thanksgiving, you know? Oh, I love this as she's passing out the yellow folders to everybody. She says, it's going to be a full house. <laughs> I love that callback. She gives them all a list of activities, suggested dress code, voucher good for one six-minute shower. Make those six minutes count, everybody. And I'm sure that six minutes includes you getting in and out of the shower. So make that six minutes actually four minutes of physically being in the shower. No, that's just me saying that, guys. Because DJ is such a taskmaster. And Stephanie's like, DJ, seriously, Dad was never this neurotic when it came to this stuff. I mean, he vacuumed the fridge, but come on now. Again, DJ really wants to make this the perfect, bestest Thanksgiving of all Thanksgivings. She says, you know, Jesse, Becky, and Danny, they're all living in L.A. Joey's stuck in Vegas. And she just wants to make this with the whole family here. I can't remember. It's, like I said, it's been a while since I watched this episode. At least probably a couple years or more now. Maybe. Well, it came out in 2016. So almost three years. And I can't remember. I don't think there's a callback to the season one Full House Thanksgiving episode. But it'd be cool if there was. Like. I mean, there wouldn't be a flashback like, hey, remember when we had our first Thanksgiving without mom and everything and how everybody pitched in and even though we burnt the turkey and dropped the pie, it still managed to be a good Thanksgiving. I love Jimmy Gibbler, guys. He is so corny. And he asks, do I really have to specify light or dark meat like right now? Like, do you need to know that at this moment? And she's like, oh, no, no, you have until four o'clock. She is putting so much pressure on herself, but not only that, she's putting a lot of pressure on everybody else. But Matt just finds it absolutely adorable. No, don't get me wrong, I ship 100% Steve and DJ endgame all the way. You know I do. I do kind of like Matt and her cutesy times, though. I mean, it's adorable and everything. That's about it. But, um... Yeah, DJ and Steve all the way. I just, I think it's kind of cute. I like their little, their cuteness. Granted, you know they're going to get some extra guests that DJ did not plan for. Okay, on the other side of Jesse and Becky in the attic, there's the bathroom. Okay, that must be in the attic then. Okay, because I'm just trying to see what else they have. The living room there, they got. And that's basically that dry erase board is the sleep arrangement map. 
sleep chart or whatever you want to call it. Get a callback to the trombone as Max comes in playing not the best on the trombone, which then again, he really was not, honestly, not the greatest. Don't know. DJ, if you wanted your son to be proficient on the trombone, <clears throat> you really should have paid to have him less get lessons because school was not doing their job helping him learn. I mean, you might not always be the best at it, but if you get a little training, you can slowly improve. And he really, unfortunately, has not. Then again, maybe he's not meant to. We, I don't even think we ever see this trombone again after this. And we really don't see Max have any other musical capabilities when it comes to playing instruments, I think. He scares the poop out of everybody. Is there that? <laughs> oh, Matt got down on all fours on that on that chair, like, right away. Like, he was leaning back for the longest time, but all of a sudden, like, ah! Like, he could have fallen and hurt his neck. As he announces, Grandpa Danny's here. Now, Kimmy reminds Jimmy, Mr. Tanner is not a fan of the Gibblers. So, Stephanie's like, that's right. So, we cannot let on that I'm dating Jimmy Gibbler. Jimmy, of course, like, well, then, for the, the time being, I'll be Jimmy Gobbler. <laughs> Matt's like, I'm excited to meet your dad and his wife, DJ. And she's like, well, Terry's with her family, so you're just going to be meeting my dad. But I know he's going to love you as much as I do. Aww. They open the door, and Danny, I don't know what is going on with his wardrobe or why he'll... I think it just has to deal with he is going through a midlife crisis. That's my only understanding of it. He's dressing like he's 40 years younger. So Ramona, Ramona and Jackson have also come down to see Grandpa Danny. What's going on with Grandpa Danny? Oh boy. Real quick, I just want to point out how lovely the autumn leaves that are wrapped around the staircase are. Very beautiful fall foliage. Hey, my peeps! What's crack lacking? Yo, family fix folks, come on, all around. Yeah, and etc. Is that your Ferrari on the sidewalk? True that. <laughs> you should have seen me blazing through Fresno. This dude gives me a look like, let's go. And I give him a look like, it's on. <laughs> and then I just blew the doors right off his Prius. Posse! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and et cetera. Uh, excuse me, sir, but have you seen our dad? Yeah. Because right. if you do, could you tell him that we're very concerned about whatever this is? Stephanie. Most deaf, Steph. Most deaf, Steph. Uh, excuse me. Dad, this is my boyfriend, Dr. Matt Harmon. It is so great to finally meet you, Mr. Tanner. Ah, so uh, you and Donna Joe been getting jiggy with it? What? Danny! Come on, man! Urban Dictionary. Look it up. Uh, yeah. And Aunt Stephanie's dating Kimmy's brother, Jimmy Gobbler. Oh, Max! You, you wasn't supposed to know that. Max! We just discussed this. What? I said gobbler, not gibbler. You said Kimmy's brother, little buddy. You're dating a gibbler? Oh, yeah. Down low, home slice. <laughs> Up top, white bread? Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Oh, oh. Sorry. Beware the pit bull. It's a bull uh, Dad, 
according to my sleeping chart, you're back in your old room. Oh, sweet. Back in the OG crib. Mac Danny. Out. Mac Danny out? <laughs> what? I don't know what he's on, but I like him. <laughs> okay, enough with the trouble. It's Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky. Oh, those two are just like Kimmy and I. So crazy, love. All right. Well, before we get to Jesse and Becky's entrance, let's talk about Danny's entrance and what he's wearing. He's wearing this silver polyester jacket, a black shirt, a what he says is a pit bull gold chain, which is actually a bulldog. But he's just got this new attitude. He's got a Ferrari. He was cruising through Fresno. Blew the doors off someone's Prius when they wanted to race. Where? Stephanie is right. Like, um, sir, have you seen my dad, Danny Tanner? Like, can you tell me what happened to him? Because this isn't him. <laughs> I think if you think about it in today's age, people might maybe be offended by his, um... His, his use of slang, they make you know, culturally insensitive. This was three years ago. People are probably definitely still. The applause that we get from the audience when he comes up. They're so happy. I'm happy. <laughs> you know that the OG Full House cast, the extended members, Danny, Joey, Jesse and Becky aren't always going to be in every episode. They will be in some. And of course, we got to give our applause and our thanks when they show up on screen. What's crack-a-lackin', he says. So he starts going down the line and fist bumping, but then when he gets to, like, Jimmy and Stephanie, he stops and just says, etc. It's like, uh, Stephanie's your daughter, dude. Include her in the fist bump at least. So he slaps Jackson a high five. You know Jackson is all about like, oh, Grandpa's got a Ferrari. That's so sweet. And <laughs> Grandpa Danny's like, hey, up high. And then he's like, and et cetera to the last four of you. And then Stephanie's just got a look of concern on her face. Like, who are you and where's my dad? Remember the episode? Um, I don't remember. I think it might be season seven. Let me see. I was 100% wrong. It's season 5, episode 22, The Trouble with Danny. Danny is overzealous about spring cleaning. So, yeah, he's all about the spring cleaning. The family's had enough with his... He's being a taskmaster, much like DJ is in this episode. So, the family sneaks into DJ's room so they can have a little powwow without Danny there to express their anger, frustration, concern, what have you, over Danny just being just through the roof, cray-cray with the cleaning. And they're just bad-mouthing him. I mean, the kids are bad-mouthing their dad saying all of his crazy rules and this and that. They're bad-mouthing him with Jesse and Becky and Joey. Unbeknownst to them, Danny is in DJ's closet because he said he was going to put shelf paper in their closet, which seems like a waste of money and time to me, but whatever. Danny hears this. He's upset that his family feels that way about him. So he takes off for the mountains on a burrow called, um, oh, what the heck was that donkey's name? Uh, Norman. I think it was Norman the donkey. And Danny just decides to be a new Danny Tanner. 
So the reason I bring this up is because, okay, there's clearly been a change in Danny's life that he can't adjust. Something's going on with him and he just makes a drastic change. Same thing happened when he and Vicky broke up. And the truth about Stephanie in season seven, he made a change to the house where he took out the kitchen table, put a table kind of almost on the floor and put these really nice comfy looking cushions on the floor and everyone was kind of eating like uh, Japanese food and everything like that and he was trying to grow a mustache and he was just rearranging everything in the house and it just it seems like whenever something is bothering Danny instead of facing the problem head on and confronting people about it he just makes a drastic change until someone finally confronts him and asks him what's going on. So, eventually, we're going to find out why he's dressing like this. Steph's the first one to open the, to say to Danny, like, where's our dad? Can you tell us what's going on? Who is this man? And Danny, like, crosses his arms, kind of pounding his chest, like, most deaf, Steph. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think that's funny. So, DJ takes this opportunity to introduce Danny to... Her boyfriend, Matt Harmon. And this is the first time in quite a while that we've heard DJ's name. Not DJ. Donna Joe. And Matt is such a gentleman, shakes his hands, and it is so great to finally meet you, Mr. Tanner. And Danny's a little, like, come on, guy. He's like, oh, so you and Donna Joe have been getting jiggy with it. Like, dude, what are you doing? That's got to be embarrassing. It's like you you introduce your your significant other, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, to your parent, and this is how I would be embarrassed. I remember when um I was gonna have uh Jeremy meet you know my dad, my sister, and Pam, and I told da Dad, I said, Dad, can you wear a shirt? Because <laughs> you know, Dad, when he gets home, he just he's on the couch, minus his shirt, and his, and his pajama bottoms. It's like, I really need you to wear a shirt. I, I, I want this to go well. So please, wear a shirt. <laughs> but that, to tell y'all, it went really, really good. And then I would have met Jeremy, excuse me, Jeremy's mom and brother the next day. So we did the traditional thing of introducing each other to our, you know, our parents and everything and then I would have met his dad and stepmom later on and DJ's look after Danny says that she is just so like oh dad how can you say that and Matt is just like whoa did this just come out of this man's mouth well apparently he got that jiggy with it from uh, the urban dictionary he's like look it up and little Matt oh buddy she just told you to keep a zip on it she's like he says, and Aunt Stephanie is dating Kimmy's brother, Jimmy Gobbler. Oh, boy. No. Um, yeah, Stephanie's like, Max, buddy, we, we just talked about this. What are you doing? And he's like, no, it's okay. I said Jimmy Gobbler. It's like, yeah, but you also said Kimmy's brother. So, of course, Stephanie is prepared for the tidal wave that's going to hit. Because you know how Danny feels about the Gibblers. Not a fan. Kimmy said so. He takes everybody by surprise. Like, hey, up high. Woo. <laughs> like, he, he's fine with it. He doesn't have a problem with it. 
Like, who is this acceptable Danny Tanner? He's so accepting. He just lets things roll off his back like it's no big deal. You know this is going to come to a head later on. You know it is. All right, let's get to Jesse and Becky, who are the greatest couple around as Kimmy and Fernando are like, oh, we want to model our, our relationship after them. And, of course, surprise, surprise, Jesse and Becky come in yelling at each I told you not to bring it up. It's like, whoa, where's the happy couple who's been married for over 20 plus years? Every couple squabbles, guys. Come on. You promise to stop talking about it. You're the one talking about it. I'm only talking about it because you can't stop talking about it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're just expressing our love loudly. That's how much we love each other. Right, honey bear? You got it, butternuts. Butternuts? <laughs> See, we're not fighting. Butternuts? Really? Jackpot or what? 
So you did or did Jackson, not create like those kids? Until... The DJ's like, are you and Aunt Becky fighting? And they're like, no, no, no. We're just expressing how much we love each other very loudly. Right, honey bear? And she's like, yeah, butternuts. And I was like, butternuts? And... <laughs> So, we don't know exactly what they're fighting about, but believe you me, we will learn later. And, of course, it can't be a Kasabalus family of four without Nikki and Alex. As they come in, they're mildly successful. Taco fish truck. Fish taco truck. And, apparently, their fridge broke and because they have a platter of fish tacos for everybody. I'm like, oh... The fridge broke, so you might want to, like, uh, munch those down as quick as possible. And they're like, uh, pass. As they help, like, here, no, mm, no thank you. So they ask where they're going to be bunking the Cassopolis 4. And he says, well, you guys are all going to be in your old room. Danny's going to be in his old room. And Max does a little fanfare. Jackson's like, do it. Max, everyone that's here is here. And he's like, I, not yet. And we get Joey. And Joey's got his wife, Ginger, who's a magician. And this is a little bit of a crinkle wrinkle in DJ's plan here. Like, I wasn't expecting you. And not only was she not expecting Joey and Ginger, she was not expecting their four little goblin children. Phyllis, Joan... Uh, Jerry and Lewis. Now, Max and Jackson have met these kids before. They know what they're like. They're like little koalas until they rip your face off. Ramona's never met them. She's like, oh, they're so cute. Uh, wait till you have to room with them because the girls are rooming with Ramona. The boys are going to room with Jackson and Max. Oh, boy. This is not good. And I think that Kimmy and Fernando, I think, might be downstairs on a pull-out couch or cot or something like that. I like how uh, Fernando also mentions, like, hey, Jesse, Becky, while you're up there, you can feel free to use whatever hair care products you need. Jesse's like, I got it covered. And he lets unroll all his hair care products which are at travel cases like this is uncle jesse for eight years he's all been always been about the hair biggest priority for him right and in fuller house that really hasn't changed he's still all about the hair maintaining it oiling it washing it drying it whatever and the thing is with joey and ginger like i said DJ did not plan for them because she's like, well, they're stuck in Las Vegas, so what are you going to do? No, whatever happened, uh, they were able to pull some strings and be able to make it for Thanksgiving, which it's a definitely a fuller, fuller Thanksgiving. Lots of people. And even Danny, of course, had to make room for adjustments and stuff when there's a crinkle wrinkle in, your, in the plans, you know? It's just... You do the best you can and make it work somehow. May not be pretty, may not be perfect, but it is what it is. So the kids are five, six, seven, and eight. How convenient for that little, uh. I gotta ask. These aren't his kids, right? These are her kids, and she. He adopted them because they're Gladstones now. I really have a hard time believing that he pre 
procreated and created children when he was in his... And the oldest is eight, and the youngest is five. I mean, it's not like it's not possible, but... Uh, I made my uh, opinion clear on what I think of these kids. I don't like them. The actors, it's not the actors, it's not the kids. It's just the fact that these characters even have to exist. I know in Full House, Jesse would say to Joey, like, oh, you're going to make a great dad someday and everything like that. And it's like, but do we have to see it? Not all of them got to have kids. So Ginger takes the kids upstairs to wherever they're going to be rooming with Jackson, Max, and Ramona. And now we get up to the attic as Jesse and Becky kind of continue their fight, which maybe we'll find out what it's about. So this is issue that does come up. We finally learn about Becky wanting to adopt a baby. She just fell in love with baby Tommy in season one. And this is going to carry over now into season two. She's like, I just want to put this argument aside until after Thanksgiving. He's like, yeah, that's what I want, too. And Becky's like, I just want to have fun. He's like, yeah, so do I. And she's like, well, I also want to adopt a baby. He's like, that's not what I want. You guys are in your 50s. You, re you really want to bring an another child? I, I don't know. I mean, when you're in your 50s, don't you kind of want to start to look at retirement maybe I mean there's nothing wrong with someone who's in their 50s that wants to adopt a child no big deal you know but she's basically going through you know the, the fact that her her boys are like 20 something year old fish taco truck owners they're not really that successful and it's just maybe she feels like oh I really wish I these boys could like Nikki and Alex just seem like we got to see them get to age four and everything and it's just and now on Fuller House they just look like college dropout loserish type people that just the writers don't know what to do with them and we don't see them after this I don't think unless they are in the Christmas episode they might be um but Becky just, she's got that baby fever going on, you know? She's she's menopausal, she sees baby Tommy, and she wants what? She wants to be a mother again. I get it, I get it. I mean, she even says she has baby fever. I get that too on occasion when I see a friend or family member that's going to be having a baby. But it goes away. It passes. And Jesse jokes like, hey, maybe it's allergies. Take a Claritin. <laughs> Jesse's not on board for this. And I think if you want to adopt a kid, both of you got to be on board. I don't think there's age restrictions when it comes to adopting a child. I mean, they're both successful people that make a pretty good income and everything. So it's not like they can adopt a child. Like Financially, it's fine. But you both really got to be on board to do this. This can't be a one-sided thing where one person wants it and the other one doesn't. Baby. <laughs> uh, Becky, if you want to get your baby fix, there are ways that you could go about doing that. You know, volunteering and, and stuff like that. 
But she's she's gung ho. She wants to go through with you know adopting a baby. Yeah, and with Jesse, it's all about you know I'm a man of a certain age. He doesn't want to say that he's old, but and he tells her if we adopt a kid now, by the time it's in junior high school, I'll be on my third hip. So he's saying that he has had hip replacement. I mean, think about it. If they do get a kid and they that child is in junior high, Jesse is probably going to be on the tail end of 60, going into 70. Becky points out that Jesse's in great shape and that it's like, hey, you could wear my jeans. You know, actually, you, honey, you are wearing my jeans. Really? Interesting. And Jesse gets up and says, I like the way they hug my curves. And we get a John Stamos butt shot. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, for the ladies. For the ladies. We get the woo from the audience. Jesse just wants to revel in the fact that they don't have the boys anymore. I mean, they have them this weekend because it's the holidays. But other than that, it's like, let's just be happy with the fact that we can just be us. You know, before we had kids and just enjoy each other's company and just not get up, saddled down with a, a baby again. A, a baby! Like, no! And of course, either Nikki or Alex, I can't tell which one's which, because who can? <laughs> it's like, hey mom, did you pack my retainer? Dude, you're like 24 years old, or 26, and you're, I mean... I don't know. There's not a cutoff age for a retainer. Like, dude, you're 26. Pack your own retainer. Plus, are the boys... No, they're not living with that. With Jesse and Becky anymore. I don't think. And Becky's like, yes, next to your Flintstone vitamins. And she's like, honey, see, don't you just love these parenting moments? And Jesse's like, no, not really. <laughs> or... So he tries to entice her with a getaway to a safari where lions are circling your tent and it'll be baby free. Apparently, I guess he didn't want to because Becky's like, oh, fine, we'll go on a safari. He's like, oh, man, that backfired. And Jesse doesn't want to go on a safari. Lions scare him, apparently. I'm sure they scare everybody. They're not Simba. Simba won't kill you because he's a cartoon, but African lions will kill you. If they are hungry enough. And, well, if you leave it, maybe it's like, hey, if you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. If you antagonize them and annoy them and irritate them, they're probably gonna make you their dinner. I don't know. So apparently the boys have been eavesdropping like, oh, mom's got a good point there, dad. And he's like, hey, I can take that fish taco away from you anytime I want to, boys. And they're like, oh, well, dad's got a good point, mom. It's like, get out, boys. Go find your retainer. <laughs> your Flintstone vitamins. Alright, now we go to Ramona's room, and oh my goodness gracious, Joan and Phyllis, what are you getting into now? They're trying on her clothes and slathering their faces with her preteen, their her teenage makeup. I thought they were cute and adorable. No, they are little demon children. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm Ramona, I'm playing dress up. They, these two girls have slathered their mouths with Ronald McDonald lipstick and purple eyeshadow just smothering their eye their eyelids. Just, ew, gross, gross, gross. An eight-year-old and an eight-year-old would know enough not to get into someone's stuff. Come on. Seriously. 
And the other girl's just following, the little sister's just following suit of the big sister. Like, I'm gonna do a big sister down the girl on this makeup. Ah. Or Mona is like, hey, who told you you could wear my clothes and makeup? This is so uncool. Not to mention it's an invasion of pro property and privacy. You're a guest in that room, in that house. Little Gladstone children. I'm sorry, but if I were Ramona, I would have grabbed both those girls by the back of their hair and just threw them out of that room. Like, out, out, out. Like, that's her room. She doesn't have to put up with that garbage. I'd be going after Joey. It's like, um, I didn't invite your kids here. I didn't even expect you to be here. But you need to tell your kids how to respect other people's privacy and their property. This is unacceptable. So she tries to reason with them and says, Why don't you guys take off my stuff and let's play, uh, clean up my room. Uh, yeah, right. They're not gonna fall for that. Ramona just starts taking her stuff off the floor and trying to clean it up herself because these kids aren't gonna help. And the older girl is like, I got a better idea. Let's have a pillow fight. They each take a pillow and just slam Ramona from both sides. Oh my god. Mona, come on! Take charge here! It's your room! Why are you letting them hit you with pillows that are just spouting out feathers right out the top of them? Just all over the room. And Ramona just stands there taking hit after hit, saying, You know, I always wanted sisters, but now I don't. And she just sits on her bed. And I don't think that Jackson and Max are faring any better with the boys. But I'm gonna, I want to play this clip with these girls. Listen to how just, they're horrible. They're little, ugh. What is going on here? We're playing dress up. <laughs> Look at me. I'm Ramona. I wear makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you you could wear my clothes and my makeup? are not fearing any better than Ramona. Actually, honestly, I think they're fearing a lot worse because Jerry and Lewis have duct taped Jackson and Max together back to back in these computer chairs. And the fact that Max yells at Jackson say, hey, this is all your fault. And Jackson's like, well, they said they're going to show me a magic trick. And I agree with Max. He's like, uh, you're supposed to be smarter than a seven-year-old, Jackson. That's on you. Because Jerry and Lewis are just bombarding them with these soft uh, pellet bullets from these Nerf guns. And honestly, if you think about it, if anyone's ever been tied to a chair, this could very well be very triggering. When I was young, and my sister did this to me, well, she... 
taped my legs to a chair so I couldn't move, and I just remember shrieking and screaming and crying, and oh, it was horrible. These boys are straight up vicious. This is, this is insane, this kind of behavior. It's not funny, it's not cute. Full on terrorizing these kids so they can't move, so they can shoot stuff at them. I don't care if they're soft little pelleted styrofoam nerf bullets. It's still not right. And now they're gonna put on the boys' heads dirty laundry. And Jackson's like, oh, seriously, guys? This stuff's like 10 days old. Oh, uh, no way DJ would be letting any dirty laundry go for 10 days. No way. Not in that house. And I want to play this clip because you don't hear the audience go, oh, oh. I mean, socks, underwear, pants. It's just so gross. This is a form of torture here, and I do not approve of it. reaction with those Jerry and Lewis just put that laundry on the boys and whichever one Jerry or Lewis puts Max's dirty underwear on his head that is some straight-up nasty grossness you know what I have not seen Tommy yet this episode where's little Tommy oh there he is we got a really cool air mattress that's being blown up in the living room and Stephanie and DJ is just having such a fun time with little Tommy on this air mattress that's just being blown up. They're just tickling him and it's so cute. So Jesse comes down with a pillow and a blanket and says, hey, can you move that kid? I need a place to crash. And DJ's like, are you and Becky okay? And Jesse's like, oh, well, yeah, sometimes we like to sleep in separate rooms. Seriously? This whole baby adoption, whatever, is to the point now where you're sleeping in separate rooms? This is ridiculous. Go bunk on the floor with Nikki and Alex in that little dinky bedroom. Jesse then reveals, like, when they sleep in separate rooms, sometimes he'll sneak back in as TSA officer Jesse. We don't need to hear about your weird role-playing adventures. That's... No, thank you. So, Becky comes out onto the stair landing there and says, Hey, TSA Jesse is not sneaking back in tonight. Here's your hair. Your Oh, she said your toothbrush and your hairnet as she throws them down. This is just added drama that the we don't... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's cute and okay, but it's just... Uh, Grandpa Danny rolls in wearing some neon green shorts, some flip-flops, and a shirt. Oh, man. What, what's going on here? It's November. How cold does it get in late November in California? And Jesse looks at Danny's like, I just threw up in my eyes. Like, what are you wearing? 
And he's got like a blazer on or something. Like, are you wearing every piece of clothing that you own, Danny? What's up? Danny was hoverboarding down by the pier. Got naked and drived it, just dove his body into the icy waters of the bay. What? No. Whatever, Danny. Just being a cray cray daredevil, I guess. Him and his naked self jumping in the bay in late November. And Stephanie can't believe it's like, wait, you actually went skinny dipping in the bay at night? How did he not get arrested for that? Danny mentions, like, oh yeah, I did. It was great until these sketchy thug types stole all my clothes. Well, he says threads, but... Oh, that's why he's wearing what he's wearing. So he explains how he had to nude hoverboard over to a nearby church and raid their donation bin. So it looks like Uncle Jesse and Danny are going to be crashing together downstairs on the air mattress. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, Danny's in his old room. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Not already. So finally, Jackson, Max, and Ramona make it very clear that they cannot stay in their own rooms with Joey and Ginger's devil children. Which, I can't blame them. I wouldn't want a room with those little brats. So I'm going to play this clip. Mom, we cannot stay in our own rooms. You have to get rid of Joey's kids. Yeah, they're criminally insane. That's insulting to the criminally insane. <laughs> I know, they're a handful. Uh, Tell you what, just kids? sleep with us tonight and we'll make it a fuller family slumber party. Sweet! No! No! Get upstairs! You're not invited, you little brats. Get out of there. I oh, I like Max saying, like, that's insulting to the criminally insane Ramona because she that's what she describes Joey's kids as. So, DJ and Stephanie are like, hey... You three, jump in the air mattress. It'll be a slumber party. Then, all of a sudden, Joey's gremlin children appear. Like, oh, did someone say slumber party? Yay! As they all come down, all four of them jump on the air mattress. And it starts to slowly deflate. Nobody invited your little... Just go away. Put him in the basement. I don't like these kids. Nobody else does. I really hope we don't have to see them again for season five. Because I, I really, I cannot see anyone liking these kids. The characters. They're unwanted. We don't need them. They're not helpful to the story at all. And the fact that they're like this just makes me think, it's like, Joey, what kind of parent or step-parent are you? These kids need to be wrangled. Disciplined because it looks like if Joey and his wife, who's a magician, are on the road all the time, the kids are probably with them. They're not getting disciplined. They're letting them do whatever they want. Right now we're in the kitchen and it's Thanksgiving Day. DJ is cooking up a storm. She's complaining like, where is everybody? They're 90 minutes late for the family photo. And Matt's helping her, you know, being a good boyfriend. He's like, hey, look, they're just, they're outside having fun, playing football. Don't worry about it. And Matt can definitely sense that DJ, something's going on. Because she is a little bit grumpy and asks her, hey, did you get any sleep last night? I doubt she did. She tells Matt, well, not really. I mean, Tommy was crying. Stephanie was snoring. Six kids were getting up to pee. And the one kid who didn't. Matt's like, ooh, luckily I wasn't there. 
Matt's trying to be helpful. It's like, you know what you need? She, no, what I need are all 23 people in my house to get this family photo going. DJ, you need to take a deep breath and calm down. I know the holidays are hectic. I know you planned the whole thing. You want everything to go off without a hitch. But sometimes, unfortunately, things happen. Things come up that you don't prepare for. And you just have to take a breath and take it one step at a time. You screaming at everybody and getting frustrated is not going to help the atmosphere. Just know that all holidays are going to be hectic. They're not going to always go as planned. Uh, he was thinking about, you know, giving her a kiss to help her lighten off a little bit. Say, like, oh, well, that would cut into my basting time, but it would stop me from complaining. Aww. So, while DJ and Matt are kissing, Steve is like, happy thing, what the heck? Uh, seeing Matt and DJ is like, dude, Steve, you're with someone right now, okay? What DJ and Matt are doing, if they're kissing or not, is not really of your concern. But then again, did they tell Matt, or did... DJ and Matt tell Steve that they are now together. I don't think they did. And he's like, what is going on here? It's like, dude, what are you doing there? Were you invited? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Steve. I love Steve and DJ and everything. But you're kind of out of line, dude. <laughs> that is her house. And that is her boyfriend. But I think Steve feels really like the rug's been pulled out from under him like what is this you and I had girlfriends you dumped yours don't know where she went but now you're with DJ what's up with this I feel bad honestly I gotta say guys I feel bad for CJ in all of this because Steve is just stringing her along the only reason he's with her is because she reminds him of DJ and he can't have DJ at the moment and not to mention, CJ has a daughter named Rose, who's Max's love interest. So DJ kind of throws it on to Matt, like, oh, you tell him, Matt, he's your best bud. Matt's kind of stuttering, oh, yeah, but y you guys go way back. Why don't you just tell him that you're dating, okay? Don't, you don't need to skip around the obvious here. <laughs> Matt actually excuses himself to go wait in the car. <laughs> Dude! I already saw you kiss. Clearly you're together. What else you gotta say? I'm gonna play this clip as hopefully they do explain to Steve that they are together at the moment. Happy thanks? What the heck? Steve! Steve. Yeah, I'm Steve. What is going on here? Uh... Yeah, you tell him that he's your best bud. Yeah, yeah but you guys go way back. Um, in fact, I'm gonna go wait in the car. What um, what we're trying to say is um, you say you're together. Well, Matt and I just started dating. No way, Jose. That you guys would make the loveliest couple. That we should all get together for a really big dinner. No, wait, we are. <laughs> you know, um, as long as you guys are happy, uh, I'm super cool with this. All right. I mean, besides, uh, I am totally in love with DJ. Excuse me. You mean, mean CJ? Yeah. C with a C. 
not a D, and then a J. <laughs> DJ. Jesus. I mean, CJ. tells Steve that she and Matt are together, that they're dating. And CJ's happy. He's like, oh, great! And then Steve's like, no! Like, wait, Jose! Like, dude! And the fact that he's calling CJ DJ, and she's like, oh, he does that all the time. And you're okay with it. I'm sorry, but if I were dating someone who was still hooked, hanging on to his ex... And calling me by her name? I wouldn't be okay with that. Not to mention, I definitely would not be okay going to my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend's house for Thanksgiving. I just, I don't, I don't like it, guys. I honestly feel like, CJ, you could, Steve's a good guy, I get it, in ways. But he is still hung up on DJ, and the fact that they're dancing around this, like, it's not a big deal when it truly is. This kind of makes me not like Steve at the moment. He really comes off as, I hate to say it, but kind of a jerk. He feels like he has a say in DJ and Matt's relationship. And he's just stringing along CJ, who's more than happy to just go along with him calling her DJ. It's just, I really think she could do better than somebody who's hung up on their ex. And the fact that, you guys know, at the end of season three, they almost go with through with the wedding Steve and CJ do. But you know that DJ and Steve, of course, they're meant to be... Forever and ever. But they string this out so long that you know the inevitable is going to happen. That he's he doesn't want to be with CJ. He's you basically taking advantage of the fact like, oh, DJ's not available, so I'm going to go with the next best thing. Somebody who's almost like DJ, but not DJ. That's my thoughts on this. I just, I think it's just, I like DJ with Matt. I think he's a great guy. But then again, I, I, I kind of think that, you know, DJ may semi-be stringing Matt along until she eventually comes to realize her feelings for Steve, which in a way she kind of does. Because at the end of season three, Matt's ready to propose to DJ. And she admits her feelings for Steve finally. So both CJ and Matt kind of get shafted in the end, which it, it sucks for them. It really, really does. 
we knew that Matt was not going to be a character that was going to be a permanent fixture in DJ's life as far as a boyfriend goes or a husband. But the whole family comes back in. It's time for the picture. Danny comes in covered head to toe in mud, just a, a complete mud ball. And I got immediately went back to terror in Tanner Town when Rusty shows up. He's playing football with Danny. Danny dives into a, a, a sinkhole mud pit and is covered head to toe in just gloppy, gloopy, shiny brown mud. And then when he walked in the door, I'm like, oh my gosh, did Rusty return? Where's Rusty? <laughs> I would prefer Rusty over Joey's gobbler children, little gremlin children, any day of the week. You give me Rusty, I will gladly ship these kids out the door. Like, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. Joey, Ginger, it was nice to see you, Joey, but your kids gotta go. I can't handle them anymore. This is ridiculous. I honestly feel like this picture now is going to be the breaking point. That DJ is so... Things aren't falling into place as she wants them to be. And it's like, that's what happens when you're a taskmaster master and you want everything to go according to your schedule and your plan. Yeah, she's going to hit a boiling breaking point, And I think it's going to happen with this family picture. She's just going to like throw up her hands like, ah, that's it. Thanksgiving's done. It's over. It's not happening. It ain't like you ran away. <laughs> okay, everyone, gather around the couch. I'm way behind schedule. Cut it out. Ramona, that, that's not how you say it. It's it's not angry, it's it's playful. Joey, Let's discipline go, your kids. No. Discipline your brats. Need you to focus. Is anyone even listening Bring to me? Bring at them! Thanks, Dad. Look at how cute his little face is. Don't you want to adopt one of these? No. Oh my gosh, are you guys adopting a baby? No. What? Oh, oh, oh! Now you're backing into a corner. adopting a baby. See why I didn't want to bring this up? Exactly. Do you think this family's really going to take the side of a guy who's anti-baby? Oh, really? Now I'm the bad guy. I don't think you're a bad guy. You just hate babies. Just don't hate babies. The last time I'm gonna ask, line up and look happy for crying out loud. Oh. Whoa! He just gave me a wet willy. Why is he licking his finger? Okay, I give up. I am canceling the picture, and I'm not rescheduling. You're lost, people. Yeah, okay. Man, Maybe. she's so uptight. Where'd she get that? Gee, I wonder. This attempted at a family photo is insane. DJ is like, all right, everybody, sit down. Everybody, get in place. Blah, 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 blah. It's, 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 there's like 30 people in this living room, and the girls are just picking on Ramona and poking her and she's like cut it out stop it and Joey's like oh no Ramona that's not how you say it and then he Ginger and the four little goblin children are all like cut it out Jinx buy me a coke like no Joey discipline your kids I'm sorry Quinn I'm not yelling at you girl it's okay I'm talking I'm talking about Joey and his, his goblin children.
right? She don't care. <laughs> She's too busy bathing herself. Because <laughs> I look over and, and Quinn's like, huh, what? I'm like, I'm not yelling at you, Quinn. It's okay. <laughs> One of the boys, like, gives Jackson a wet willy. So basically, he's sticking a finger in Jackson's ear. Then he's putting his finger in his mouth. Like, that is nasty. You're basically eating that kid's earwax. That is so gross. And Becky's just having a fun time with baby Tommy. Oh, Jesse, don't you want another baby? Don't you want to adopt? Look how cute this baby is. And he's like, no, I really don't want to adopt another baby. And why are we talking about this here? Stephanie, like, picks that up. Like, oh my gosh, you're adopting a baby, Uncle Jesse? And Jesse's like, no, we're not. And everyone's like, boo! And I don't know where the whole thing was that he hates babies or he's anti-baby. And Max is like, yeah, you hate babies because you don't want to adopt one. It's like, guys, do you know the amount of work that probably goes into adopting a baby? I don't. I mean, like I said, I, I don't want to go over because you guys already heard me discuss this about it's got to be two people got to be wanting to do it. It can't be a one-sided thing. So, DJ is not getting anywhere. She, that's it. The family photo is canceled and I want rescheduling. Luckily, Stephanie and Kimmy, through all of this commotion, watch DJ walk out and they're like, okay, we need our she-wolf pack to have a quick meeting here because... DJ is going for the wine. Like, I need a sip of wine. I need to calm down. It's like, yes, sweetie, you need to calm down because you're going to give yourself an ulcer if you don't. All right, let's hear this pep talk that the She-Wolf Pack is going to get. She's got to, girls got to give their, their head, uh, She-Wolf a pep talk. You know, my perfect Thanksgiving. <laughs> Come on, Deej. Today is all about family. Don't let our family ruin that. <laughs> but dad has lost his mind. Jesse and Becky won't stop bickering and Joey's family is totally out of control. You know what we gotta do? Sneak off to Olive Garden. <laughs> Tempting, but not yet. First, let's try to parent the parents, okay? I'll talk to Uncle Jesse. Deej, you get dad. Kimmy, you get the easy job. Tell Joey his kids need to straighten up or hit the bricks. Yes. <laughs> Stephanie's right. It is up to us to save Thanksgiving. Let's do it. Today, we're the she-turkey pack. <laughs> Come on, Come get on. in. Everybody, let's gobble howl. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys, go with it. Thanksgiving. Well, sure, it looks dumb if I'm the only one doing it. <laughs> Get your waddle up. <laughs> Alright, basically divide and conquer. DJ's gonna go talk to Danny. Stephanie's gonna talk to Jesse and Becky. And Kimmy has the job of telling Joey and his family to straighten up or ship out. DJ finds Danny smoking a cigar. When has this man ever smoked on the show? Never! She straight out asks Danny, like, Dad, are you having a, some kind of a midlife crisis here? Oh, I see the little, uh, 
the chickens out there that Max has got for us, uh, season two basically is all about saving the the world, the environment, making it better. So he's got the chickens. He's got some plants, veggies growing. He's all about it. This backyard is so overgrown with leaves and foliage. Someone needs to trim that because it really does not look appealing at all in any shape or form. So Danny tells DJ that he was dusting the top of his big oak bookcase. He was on a step stool, which gave way, and then the bookcase fell on top of him. Basically, he thought he was going to die. And that's where he had a I need to make some changes in my life moment. And he thinks to himself, you're going to die right now and you just spent your whole life being a cardigan wearing, hug obsessed neat freak. He decided with whatever time he's got left to just put the pedal to the metal and you know, make some changes and stuff like that. And DJ is just looking at her dad like, wow. And she says that was one slow falling bookcase. So Danny was almost impaled by his Bampio, the Bay Area Morning Talk Show Host Award of America, or whatever it is. He went to the Ferrari dealership. Wow. Okay, well. Why is it all, that's such a cliche when it comes to midlife crisis. It's either you get a sports car, you dye your hair, or you have an, an affair with somebody or something to that effect. Or you, you trade in your spouse for a younger mom or something to that effect. Not everybody who goes through a midlife crisis has to go with one of those three things. You don't need to divorce your spouse of however many years because you want to date someone 20 years younger than yourself to make you feel good about yourself. You don't need to do that. You want to make some changes, that's great. But do they have to be so outlandish? What happened to Walter the car? What happened to Walter from season one? Got that nice new car, and then for the majority of Full House, we see him driving this gold-colored four-door, just regular car, which is what DJ learns how to drive in for the first time. Then Walter must have been like a special car you take out on like holidays and, you know, special occasions and stuff like that. You take it out once a year, like maybe Christmas, you go drive across the Bay Bridge, and then you go put it back in storage for another year. So, DJ's like, Dad, that Ferrari you bought, is that really you? And he's like, well, actually, it's a rental. Is she going to bring up the cigar that he's holding? Because that is definitely not Danny. Danny doesn't smoke. It's just unsettling watching him smoke a cigar. Honda! woo because he misses his Honda Accord. Oh, Yeah, I bet you do. Cigars are so nasty. Stinking. You think a cigarette smells bad? Cigars are like a hundred times worse. Danny's like, oh, I hate cigars. Why am I doing this as he puts it out? And DJ's like, Dad, I'm happy to hear you say this. Because I miss my sweater-wearing, Honda-loving, nerd-bomber dad. But we got to hear her say nerd bomber. When was the last time we ever heard her say that? Because I think she traded nerd bomber in for all my Lanta. Like nerd bomber just went out the door in season three. And then all my Lanta became a thing in season four. I'm going to play this sweet moment as Danny says, you know, he turns 60. And it's like, what am I doing with my life and everything? And DJ says, dad, everyone in this house is here because of you. 
it's just a sweet moment between father and daughter. And they could find so much from their similar situations. Danny lost his wife at 29. DJ is 39 at this point. And she lost her husband when she was 38. Granted, they both lost their spouses in a tragic accident. And they're both raising you know, three kids, you know, when with Danny with his three daughters and now it's DJ with her, her three boys and everything, but they're getting outside help from family and friends. And this is just great. It really shows you what family is all about, you know, working together, the laughs, the crazy times, and the, the constant hugging and being all up in each other's personal space and everything. I just turned 60. <laughs> and I just started thinking, what's it all about? Well, that one's easy. Everyone in this house is here because of you. We're what it's all about. You're right. Thanks, Teach. <laughs> oh, man, I I want to hug so bad right now. Don't bring it in, Dad. Oh, could I have an extra shower voucher? <laughs> I got mud in places that I didn't know mud could be. Ew. I don't need to know that. So, it's a really sweet father-daughter moment. They hug. Danny asks for an extra shower voucher because he's got mud in places he didn't even know mud could be. And I'm like, ew, we didn't need to know that. But, yeah, of course. I, she's gonna let you take another extra shower regardless. Now we go to Ramona's room, and Kimmy is tasked with... Having to tell Joey, you need to get a handle on your children or you will not be coming back for next Thanksgiving or Christmas. Please, just... This has gotten way out of hand. So I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> Boy, Kimmy. Sheer daughter's a slob. Uh, that was your kid, guy. Joey, <laughs> I need to say something. And you're not going to like it. But there are four people in this house who are causing big problems. I think I know where you're going with this. Oh, good. Yeah, they're annoying, obnoxious. They get on people's nerves. I'm totally with you on this one. Great, so you'll tell them to shape up or ship out? With pleasure. I'm going <coughs> to give Jesse, Becky, and the Taco Twins an earful. We're talking about your kids, dude. No, don't worry. I'll do it with a funny voice so it won't sound so harsh. <laughs> you know what, Kimmy? You have really blossomed <laughs> into a terrific young woman. I mean, Steph and DJ are so lucky to have you here. <coughs> Joey, we are so lucky to have you here. Thanks. Kimmy, stay on topic. You and your family can stay as long as you'd like. No! <laughs> Kimmy, thank you so much. The kids would love that. <laughs> you know what? We're going to stay an extra week. No, you're not. Yes. Sounds good. <sighs> Kimmy! That went well. <laughs> no, it didn't. Guys, I want to apologize for coughing. I don't know what, oh, what came over me there. <clears throat> um... I bet anything, Joey could see this coming a mile away with Kimmy saying there are four people in this house that are causing a lot of trouble. Joey's like, oh, I hear ya. And I'm gonna give Jesse and Becky and those taco twins an earful. 
No. Seriously, he knew what, who she was referring to. And then he started schmoozing her, saying, like, Oh, DJ and Stephanie are lucky to have you. You've grown into such a wonderful woman and this and that. And, of course, Kimmy's like, Oh, well, you can stay an extra week. and you Or you can stay as long as you want. And it's like, No. She didn't realize until after Joey left. Like, well, that didn't... Wasn't... Like, no, Joey, you are a grown man. And you're a parent now. Step parent, parent, what have you. You need to discipline the... Where's Ginger? Discipline your children. Enough said. Now we're moving to Tommy's room with Stephanie and Uncle Jesse. Jesse kind of looks around at Tommy's room like, what are we doing in here? Stephanie says, look, Tommy needs a story before he goes to bed. He likes a story. And nobody tells a story better than you. So she's trying to get Jesse all happy with playing with baby Tommy. So he'll want to adopt a baby and get on board with what Becky wants. He knows what she's up to. It's like, you can't fool me. You're trying to trick me into having another baby again. And showing me how much I love babies and how much babies love me and by complimenting my hair. And she just, Stephanie looked at him like, I didn't compliment your hair. And he's like, I know, I keep winning. It looks awesome today. Yes, your hair looks beautiful, Jesse, as always. So she like, yes, your hair looks awesome today. So Stephanie tells Uncle Jesse, look, I know you're stubborn, but I know how much you love Aunt Becky. I really don't like this. I mean, yes... They do end up adopting a little girl that they named Pamela, and she's adorable and everything. But I don't like how Stephanie is kind of railroading Jesse into this. Like, I know how much you love... He's She's basically guilting him into let your wife have what she wants. She wants a baby. You guys can't procreate anymore, but you can do everybody a favor by adopting a child and giving them a, a chance at life. And... She hands off Tommy to Uncle Jesse, gives him the little engine that could, and tells him to use his Elvis voice because kids love that. I know I did. Aww. So Jesse looks at the cover like, oh, the little engine that could. I, the king knows this by heart. So he sits down in the chair with baby Tommy. He's like, I don't need the book. I can recite this by heart. In the Elvis voice, Stephanie brings over Becky in the doorway and they just kind of watch Jesse with baby Tommy. It's like, look, you guys can do this again. He just loves this little guy just like he did with baby Michelle and just like he's going to do with baby Pamela. Just having so much fun. Either Dashiell or Fox mess it, whichever twin it is, I'm not sure which. But the, these kids are so good on set. They just seem to just have so much fun. The actors enjoy hanging out with the kids. It's just, it's so sweet. So, Becky comes in and says that she talked with Stephanie. And she mentions how, you know, you raised two boys with me and three girls with Danny and Joey. And she said, you deserve to retire from diaper duty. It's like... Yeah, it's like you don't necessarily have to adopt a child. Look, you can hang out with baby Tommy whenever and get your baby fixed. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. And Jesse kind of looks at her like, what's the catch here? Because all of a sudden now you're dropping this issue that you've made an issue for quite a while now. 
She's like, I didn't just want to raise a child. I wanted to raise one with you. It's like, yes, you both kind of have to be on board for something like this. She tells him that if, you know, they're both not into this 100%, then we shouldn't do it at all. And he asks her, like, are you sure? I know you really wanted this. And she says, well, only a few did. Yeah. So Becky kisses Jesse goodbye and leaves the room. And Jesse turns to Tommy and says, that is a good woman right there, right? When you grow up and you get, you find a girl, you find a girl just like Becky. Now we cut down to the kitchen where CJ's kind of been helping out, giving DJ a hand. Because she looks like she is one eruption away from a meltdown. She says, look, I helped out with the tables. And DJ, of course, is like, oh no, you shouldn't have done that. Probably she's like, oh, Steve's girlfriend's overstepping in my house. I don't like that. She says, no one puts together Thanksgiving table better than... And she walks into the living room and says, you... Oh, oh, it's so gorgeous. I love it. I love these chairs that are whittled out of wood and they just look really great and just great for the the occasion and the the theme. And just I like that rust colored brownish reddish like tablecloth and just everything. It's great. It's so great. So DJ's like, well, where'd you get the cornucopias? And CJ's like, oh, well, they were in my trunk. I mean, you never know when you're going to need a cornucopia. Aw, I love how they have baby Tommy in a pilgrim's outfit. Aww. So we got the kids at the kids' table along with Nikki and Alex because they're mentally a couple big kids. And we got the adults with the adults. So Alex says, I thought this year we'd be at the grown-up table. And then Alex, or Nikki says... Mom, Alex is kicking me. Okay, so that's how we tell the difference. So Nikki is the one with the fuller face. Fuller. <laughs> and Alex is the one with the longer face. Alright. Jesse and Becky just kind of look at each other like, do we want to do this again? <laughs> Max is like, yeah, and that's why you're still at the kids' table. I'm going to play this clip as Danny prepares a toast. I'd like to make a toast, please. Okay. To my daughter, DJ for reminding me what's important in life, my beautiful family and friends, and for this incredible Thanksgiving feast. Well, CJ helped a little. I told them. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Oh, and uh, I would like to make a toast um, to the new couple, uh, Matt and DJ. Who knows if it'll work out? Okay, Steve, come on. The statistics say no. That's enough, please. But, um, I'm pulling for you. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Well, let's hold hands, you two kids, and let's give thanks. Dear God, thank you. We are so grateful for this wonderful meal, and we're so fortunate that we're all here together and we're healthy. We miss Michelle. We hope that she'll be with us next year. Come, it'll be fun. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'd like to say something uh, about my beautiful wife. Becky has such a big heart, and she's been saying that somewhere out there, there's a kid that needs our love. So I'm here to tell everyone, let's do this. Aww. Really? Mm -hmm. We can adopt a baby. I'd like that. Oh. Have mercy. Yeah. 
DJ for helping remind him what's important in life, family and friends and for this incredible Thanksgiving feast. So Steve stands up and says I'd like to make a new toast to the new couple, Matt and DJ. However I don't think it'll work out. It's like really Steve? But then he's like oh I'm pulling for you too. Just sit down Steve. Yeah he says the statistics say no. It's like buddy just sit down. The look on DJ and Matt's face when he says it. It's like Dude, what is up with you? We invited you to Thanksgiving and you're putting us... Just sit down. So DJ stands up, tells everyone to hold hands, including the kids, and to give thanks. Thanking God for the wonderful meal that we're all so fortunate that we're all here together. We're all healthy. And we miss Michelle. We hope that she'll be with us next year. And then we cut to Jesse leaning back in his chair. Breaking the fourth wall saying, come on, come back. It'll be fun. And they haven't done so since. Apparently this is the only way to communicate with the Olsen twins because they won't accept any calls from Jeff Franklin or any of the cast because they know they're still beating down the door to come and like, hey, come back on the show. It's last season. We really want you here. And it's just like, they're not going to do that. If magically one of them appears in season five, that'd be great. But I really, uh, I'll be surprised if it actually happens. I, I'm pulling for it. I'm rooting for it. But in my heart of hearts, I feel like I would be disappointed. So Jesse stands up and toasts to Becky how his wife has such a beautiful heart. He's been saying this somewhere out there is a child that needs our love. And he says, I would love to adopt a, a, a child with you and, and raise it together. And she, she's surprised. Like, oh, wow, he's on board for that. Like, okay, great. When they put it in that context that they can, you know, adopt a child out there and give them, you know, a good chance at, at a life and, and love and everything. I, I like when it's put that way. And Becky's like, are you sure you want to do He's like, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like that. I think, oh, have mercy. And they kiss. It's sweet. Joey, the toast that nobody asked for and nobody wanted, is like, oh, thanks to Kimmy. I gotta say some stuff to Jesse and Becky and their twins. And Kimmy, of course, knows where this is going. It's just like, no, you don't. You can sit back down. But he's like, no. Also, thanks to Kimmy's advice, and I quote, you can stay here as long as you want. And the look on DJ's face is one of horror and just irritation. And Max is like, yeah, I'm going to a motel. And 
DJ declares, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Come on, kids, get some food. We go around the table. We see DJ kiss Matt. We hear the, the theme song come on as it just kind of goes clockwise around the table to the couples. Stephanie and Jimmy. Steve and CJ. Fernando. We got Ramona there. We got Kimmy. I love her beautiful scarf. It's got like pumpkins and leaves and it's kind of a nice autumn gold color. We got Joey's kids there getting some food. The kids are dressed nicely, but it's just like, I really don't like them. I know we end up having to see them again in like season three or four. I can't remember which. I like this picture of, um, this is Jeff Franklin's dog who sadly passed away, who actually had a small little cameo. I swear it was the season two of Fuller House with, um, they had an elderly golden retriever on there. And they have him there, and they have this beautiful snow globe image. It says Jeff Franklin on the inside. It's got a picture of the sun, the blue sky, the water, and then a, a like a little windsurfing boat thing. And then it says productions on the base of the snow globe. It's really cool. And that was the episode, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun covering this episode. Um, as far as for, um, relatable character for this episode, I can't really think of any one person that, because I've never put together a Thanksgiving dinner. I've pretty much always been, um, just somebody that goes to a Thanksgiving, or I've been at the kids' table when I was a kid. Um, as far as for best outfit, I think I want to go with, even though we see it for a split second, Tommy and that little pilgrim outfit. He doesn't have a hat on, but it's still cute. Runner up, of course, I love Kimmy's scarf. It is so, so pretty. Worst outfit, I want to combine, um, Joey's kids, Phyllis and Joan, for their just, their, their makeup covered faces and just them having Ramona's clothes on. That is just, it was disgusting and gross and uncalled for that we just didn't need it lesson learned from this podcast is going to be like i've said throughout this episode holidays are gonna be tough it's gonna be sad especially if you've lost a family member as i have this year um the best i can say is just take things in stride if you don't feel happy and you're having a hard time don't Force yourself to be happy and to put on a show. Just, just be you. Just, your family wants to see you. You don't, you don't need to put on an act. Just, just be yourself. That's, that's all you really got to do. And just know that holidays sometimes they can be messy. Fights are gonna happen. Arguments, guys. You got a lot of family that probably doesn't really see each other too much outside of the whole year, other than these big holidays. Uh, all I can say is when it comes to political stuff and religion stuff, you know that are big, hot-button topics, leave it at the door. Leave it at the door. Just spend time hanging out, telling stories, what you're doing throughout the year. Just, just whatever. Just revel in the family time, basically. Just, Or if, if you know, family time, you know, what I used to do, I was... When I was little, I would play with my cousins and everything. It was fun. As I got older, I kind of would just hang out in front of the television. I'd bring a movie over. You know, us kids would watch it. 
as I got older, I'd probably, like, bring a book with me or something like that. You just, guys, you do you at the holidays, right? Don't feel pressured. Alright, coming the first week in December. Actually, guys, you're going to be getting double doses of Christmas episodes. At least, I believe, two a week. Because we got four weeks in December. We want to get these, I want to get these episodes out so you guys can enjoy them before Christmas. Season 2, Episode 9, our first Christmas episode of Full House. Our very first Christmas show. December 16th, 1988 is when it aired. The family gets snowed in at an airport on Christmas Eve. Meanwhile, Stephanie worries that Santa won't be able to find her because they're going to Colorado for a Tanner Christmas. Not only do the Tanners get snowed in, Becky and... Also, Jesse's parents are getting snowed in as well at this little airport in an undisclosed location. Becky was on her way to Nebraska. She was going to take a connecting flight so she can go home to Nebraska to spend time with her family. At the time, I don't believe that Jesse and Becky were 100% dating at this time in the show. So, But they do share a beautiful kiss under the mistletoe. So, that being said, look forward to the first episode of Full House Christmas to be up the first week of December. Everyone have a wonderful Thanksgiving with family time, or, or if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, that's okay too. You just, you hang out, you do what you do, you just have, just enjoy yourself, and however... I'll let you guys know how the Thanksgiving festivities go this year for me. Bye-bye.